If you zone it, they will come. Hopefully. I think about urban planning a lot. More than most people, I suspect. Which is to say I think about urban planning at all. Most people would prefer to think about other things. Urban planners included. Urban planners, they're just like us. As an amateur urban planning enthusiast, New York City is an interesting place to live. It's fun to watch it evolve. To watch buildings get torn down and replaced with shinier ones. To see holes get dug and then guys stand around the holes, pointing at things, sometimes for years on end. To watch skyscrapers emerge from empty lots. To see car lanes retrofitted for bikes. To watch parks get put in where elevated train tracks used to be. To see hipsters installed where minorities used to live. But New York City evolution is slow. For a city that never sleeps, New York moves at a glacial pace when it comes to anything actually getting built. If only there were a way to see a city transform faster. To do away with all the red tape, all the politicking and committees and board hearings, and just get to the good stuff. If only there were some way to simulate a city. To create a simulation city, if you will. Or maybe a sim city, if you were in a real hurry. Wait a minute. This sounds familiar. I spent a good deal of my teenage years playing Sim City on the Rafferty home computer. Sure, Mario was mushroomrific and Mortal Kombat was fatality-licious, but the stakes in those games were just princesses and spinal cords. Sim City was bigger than that. A quick Sim City primer for those unfamiliar. Sim City is an open-ended video game where you are the mayor of a city you build from the ground up. You lay the roads, build out the power grid, adjust the taxes, and zone the land. If you're a good mayor, people, sims, obviously, will flock to your city and you'll be able to continue building out your city. If you suck, your sims will hate you and Emily Deerstein will turn you down when you ask her to the prom senior year. Wait, what? Moving on. The genius of SimCity is its open-endedness. There is no way to win or lose, no end and no beginning. No, hold on, there is a beginning. The year is 1900. You've been given a plot of land and some cash, simoleons, obviously, to get your city up and running. First things first, your city will need power. Do you build a coal power plant, which is cheaper and pollutes the air? Or do you go with a more expensive nuclear option, which is more efficient but runs the risk of a meltdown? Forget for a moment that's 1900 and nuclear power hasn't been invented yet. Which will you choose? Such is life in SimCity. In an era where video game instruction manuals consisted of press the start button to start, press the A button to jump, SimCity came with an encyclopedia by comparison. Most of the manual wasn't even about the game. The majority of it was an epic essay called The Histories of Cities and City Planning. At the time, this seemed like an impenetrable tome that only old people would read, and, well, teenage me was right. I'm old now, and I just read it, and it was super interesting. If only there were a way to check in on Teenage Pat, to see what sort of Sim City he would simulate. If only I were a digital pack rat and kept absolutely every file ever. If only I could find the right hard drive, find the floppy backups folder, decompress crap.zip, and then, oh wait, here it is, patland.cty, all 26 kilobytes of it. Last modification date on Patland? January 26th, 1996. Has it really only been 15 years and 3 months and 3 days since I played SimCity? 
Wait, it's been 15 years, 3 months, and 3 days since I played SimCity? Fuck. Well, let's see how Patland is held up. C colon backslash CD slash games slash SimCity. C colon backslash sim-city.exe. The year is 2341. Patland is a sprawling city of 50,880 people. Running on clean nuclear power, 1,341 years with no meltdowns, 59% of the Patland populace think Mayor Pat is doing a good job. The city's worst problems are taxes, housing costs, and traffic. The fire departments need funding, and commerce demands an airport. Such is life in Patland. Scrolling around the city, I see some questionable urban planning. With traffic out of control, I built a multi-lane highway through downtown Patland to attempt to alleviate the congestion. Fair enough, but rather than building more roads, I should have looked into mass transit via inner-city rails. Teenage me should have read the histories of cities and city planning. Slacker. I also noticed that there is not a single fire department in all the land. That would explain why the fire departments need funding. This is apparently because I turned the disasters off. No earthquakes, no plane crashes, no fires. No need for fire departments, sure, but in the real world you can't turn off disasters. Cheater! As the date rolls around to 2342, each sim year is about two and a half minutes, I see in the annual budget that I am only funding the Department of Transportation 97%. I remember this was my way of saving some cash every year by underpaying my DOT workers who still kept the roads in tip-top shape. Cheapskate! In short, Teenage Me was a lazy, stingy cheater who didn't understand that more roads just led to more traffic and that you need to build some low-income housing once in a while. On the other hand, I did build a lot of parks, so that's nice. Still, Patland could use some work. While it's interesting to see where my priorities were back then, it needs an injection of 2011 into its 2,341 sensibilities from 1996. Now, if you'll excuse me, Mayor Pat is back in town. My citizens need me. Next stop, Petropolis.